our uh, Wi-Fi changed if you need to use oh. Wi-Fi for anything. Denver Broncos 2012? No, it's uh, <laughs> don't mess with my dot, dot, dot. Okay. Does the password complete that phrase? It does. Don't mess with my hair. No. Toot toot. Spelled with all zeros. Any capitals? <laughs> no capitals. That's T zero zero T T zero zero T. T zero zero T T T zero zero T. Toot toot. Have you you have never heard that song? Yeah. Is it the toot toot? No. Oh. <clears throat> I'll play it for you. Uh, when I was getting rides to work from that guy I worked with, Larry, mm-hmm. he listened to like the um the jazz radio station in like the early eighties on the dial. Mm-hmm. And I remember this song playing and a song about being in love with chocolate. And I can never find the song about chocolate. Yeah, I know the song. You know this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Denise LaSalle. What's your um, toot toot? I have no idea. No idea. Um, okay, so the first thing, I've got th- three things I'll talk about. First one. So we, we've talked a little bit about how I'm uncomfortable or how I'm un- how, I, how I, I don't. You're uncomfortable in life. Right. I don't like saying, I like and I don't like saying the exact same things to my boss. Right. So like as I'm leaving for the day, I end up saying the exact same thing every single day because it's comfortable. But then I think to myself, say something different. There's no personality to that. Right. Right. But I do it anyways. That's creepy. So I do the same thing at lunch every single day. I leave my office. I say I'm going to step out for lunch every single day. The exact same thing. And I've started to notice that she's mouthing the words. No, I wish I wish. No, as I'm saying it, she's like looking at me. As I start to say it, she takes a quick glance down at the clock on her computer to check what time I'm going to lunch. And I feel like, A, first of all, number one, I am not ever, I have never been late coming back from lunch, except for uh, there's been a couple times when I've like had to like take the girls over to our mother-in-law's. Mm-hmm. And even then, I'll be like, hey, I'm taking my girls to their grandmothers. So back off. Yeah, I might be a little late. Right. But other than that, never been late. And I kind of feel like save the glance, right? Yeah. Like sa- save it. Save it for Carl down the hallway who just, takes two just, hour lunch. Look, I don't care if you look at the clock. Just wait until I've stepped out of your doorway. <laughs> don't do it while I'm looking at you in the eyes. Right. Right? You, you, you know what's the worst? Worse than that? Is people glance up at your hair? People have I've noticed people do that with me sometimes, mm-hmm. and it just immediately ruins the conversation. Always because you start thinking something's wrong with your hair, right? Because I'm like, why? Why would you do that? Now I'm thinking, and 
I, I just want to be like, you know what? Forget it. Forget this important sure. thing that I was telling you about. Sorry, go on. Uh, my second one is, I guess there's not much to talk about here. Oh, wait, that's it? That's it. I oh, don't, I don't well, have anything else to say about that. Well, do you tell her that at the same time of day? Is no, she... I take lunch at different times. Okay, because I, I was wondering if she's thinking like, is this guy a robot? It's literally <laughs> 12.01 every time he comes in here and tells it. No, I take lunch at different times. Next one. This is a, a quickie. I don't really have anything to say about it except it was. Oh, the other one's not a quickie. It was an. It was a, It was an I awkward not situation blink. I got myself into. Hold on, let me wake myself up. <laughs> I, I can't miss a, a second of this. So we're at the car dealership. I've got the girls with me, and we're. I'm just dropping it off to get the oil changed, and I follow this. Um, she's probably in like her mid to late twenties. Black woman. She's got a a little baby with her. In like a car seat or whatever. I follow her in to the dealership. And I'm forgetting the story now. But for, there was some kind. Oh, that's what it was. She pulled into the thing. Right? Okay, I'm already n- unclear. She, pull, she pulled into the service area. Mm-hmm. Where you get checked in. Mm-hmm. Except she didn't pull up all the way. And she just sat there. And so I pulled up right behind her. And I was keeping the door open because I was close enough to the door. So then the technician like moved her forward so I could get in. And then when she got out of her car, she kind of gave me like a nasty look for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah. No idea why. Anyways, we you messed with her toot toot. Yeah, exactly. Well, she goes in, I get checked in, I go in and then I'm, I say, you know, ask the girls, where do you want to sit? This woman has decided to sit completely by herself in the back of the lobby by nobody. Right. Completely out of the way. And of course, my daughter's like, we want to sit back there. Mm-hmm. So I go, so I'm fine. I don't care. I go and I sit directly behind this woman and she seems uncomfortable. And I'm thinking like, did I really piss this woman off this much? Mm-hmm. Not even five minutes later, um, her baby starts crying. And so she takes it out of the car seat and starts breastfeeding it. And so I'm sitting in the back of this car dealership by myself with this woman who's breastfeeding her baby. And I'm sitting like literally closer to her than we we are are. right now sitting across from a table. We're touching. Yeah. Just was like, uh, why? Like, of course. Right. Uh, Did she have like one of those? Yeah. She had a thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I, I couldn't see anything. And I tried. Trust me. Well, then lighten up, bro. (laughs) But it was just like. Last thing. Um, and this just happened the other day, Tuesday to be exact. Have you had any, um, active shooter training at your oh my. university? You are picking at a huge professional scab. So I'm guessing you have, I have not. And I've actually kind of asked for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, I mean, it's sad to say that you look across the landscape of higher education and we are a target, you know? Yeah. Not me and my position, but higher ed institutions, universities. Right. Yeah. And no, I and I I bring that up regularly where I'm like, I have a very small office. Yeah. Do I duck and cover in here? Because it's like a closet Mm -hmm. and there's a window to the hallway. Mm -hmm. Somebody could literally just see me. I can't even fit. There's nowhere to go. Do I jump out a window? 
Do I run down the hallway? I don't know what the protocol is. I don't know what the well, best I'll thing to do is. I'll give you, we had a four hour long shoot active shooter training. That's what I want. I thought for sure you would have had, had one because like you said, you work at That's university. what you think. Um, the protocol is run, hide, fight. If you can't run, you hide. If you can't find a secure enough hiding spot, you hide until you can get the jump on the guy and fight him. What what if literally the training is be a hero? Be a movie well, hero, number one. Yeah. That's our only hope. Everyone needs to be acting like they're Jason Bourne. Go. Yeah. Well, so so the, so I get I get to work. This thing is at seven o'clock in the morning. As right as my as soon as I get in, get into work, I, I as soon as I walk in, everyone's like, "Oh, there's George. He can help you." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Okay." I go down the hallway, and um, it's this um, short Puerto Rican Puerto Rican guy who is the, leading it. I guess he's like a lieutenant or a chief or something. And the first thing he says is he hands me our laser pointer, and he says. I guess the batteries ran out on this thing and he hands it to me backwards. Um, he's like, or maybe this thing's it's got like a thing on the front. That's something goes there. It's never been there. I've never seen, it. I don't know what it is. So he hands it to me and I look at it and I literally turn it around and press the button and the laser points it works fine. There's nothing wrong with it. So she's like, right. no, nah, you just had to turn it around. I give it back to him. He's like, that's the extent of my it work that I yeah. do in my building. Yeah. So anyways, but he's being a, a little bit of a, of a, he's being a little dramatic. He's right. asking for a lot of stuff. He doesn't want to start until I mean, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> I need to feel safe. Everyone needs to feel safe before I say a word. Yeah. So the thing starts and there's, he, he's giving a PowerPoint slide and it's a flow chart on the PowerPoint slide. So it's got the top box that says whatever you, I don't even know what it says. And then it's got two branches that go down. One is trained response. One is untrained response, right? Under trained response, it has all the things you're supposed to do. Under untrained, it has all the things you're not supposed to do. He goes through all of that. And then at the end of that slide, he's like, you know, by the time you get out of this class, hopefully you'll be one of these people on the left pointing to trained response. And he's like, and, uh, you know, if you know what's good for you, you surround yourself with some of these people over here. And he points to the untrained response people. It doesn't get a laugh. Nobody laughs. It's right. very awkward. Like this guy's kind of insinuating that we should just surround ourselves with idiots to get shot at. And then he just goes, yeah, you know, it is what it is. And he moves on. And he just was like, oh, wow. We're really in for it today. Yeah. Um, so it goes on. And it's actually not, ends up not being that bad of a class. Right. The guy kind of pulls it out after that. He's, he is funny. Um, he he's doing a good job, but something that they did is they just started showing um, crime scene photos. <laughs> no, 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 no. They started showing CCTV footage of shootings of people actually being shot by mm. sh- active shooters. So it just starts. You can hear people like gasping, right, or like. <laughs> basically getting very uncomfortable because they don't they didn't come to work to watch people get shot and then it go or it ends with a clip and he's talking to us about the clip he's like now look at this guy it's a mall shooting somewhere you see um it's like a security camera footage inside of a store and you see everybody just running out of the back of the store it's crazy everyone's running out of the back of the store 
And then for some reason, there's one guy in the store who is not running out of the back of the store. And the guys, the police captain just like, here's this guy. Nobody knows what he was doing. Nobody knows why he's making this decision. Um, and his point was just kind of like, you never know how you're going to react in this situation right. until you're in it. That's part of why you're taking the course. So you can be somewhat ready or trained, whatever. As everyone runs out, the store is empty. This guy's still just kind of standing there looking around. And he just walks to the front of the store, gets on the floor, and halfway crawls underneath this giant elephant sculpture. Like, from the footage, it looks like he's barely under it, right? Mm -hmm. And we're watching it. And then you just see the two shooters walk into the store. You see one of them just walk up to the guy and shoot him in the back. And um, and then it cuts away, right? So we're like, man, this is terrible. I don't want to watch this stuff. Yeah. Presentation goes on for however long or 10, 15, 20 minutes. It comes, then it comes back to this footage at a later point, And you start seeing the guy crawl around on the floor and blood's everywhere. And you're like... Now what you're seeing is a guy dying. This guy's bleeding out. I hate to tell you he doesn't make it. He's talking about first aid at this point, and they're talking about how to take care of yourself if you have been shot, whatever. Um, and he's like, again, we don't know why this guy made this decision, but these are the consequences. And we just watched him bleed out on the floor. <laughs> and then it goes to something else. So then we go on. We do some other stuff. Like I said, it's actually not bad. It's hard to take serious because at the end, you start doing role-playing stuff. And nobody like some okay, people. You're the guy hiding under the elephant. Well, the they blow have up castle. other police officers there and they do exercises. So they come in with fake guns. They do all this stuff. Some <laughs> guys got really into it, into it. Right. right. And other people were just kind of like laughing and, and couldn't really get into it. It was four hours. Maybe long. I don't want this thing I went until 11 o'clock in the morning. No breaks. See, th- this is part of my fear. Part of my fear is that I know the training. And the training is, um, you know, try and run. And I guess if you're cornered, fight like a like a possum, like a cornered possum. Yeah. And other than that, if you get shot, put pressure on it. Yeah. Like the Like the movies say. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, like, was, I that was the other weird thing he kept doing. Like I said, I, I, the class was actually... It was it was it was a a weird mix of like half really this bad terrible bizarre advice and a half really good advice, and part of that bad advice was it wasn't even I guess bad advice it was just weird. The first step is run right, mm-hmm. and every single time that came up the idea of running he found some way to kind of like belittle and condescend the idea of running <laughs> and sort of imply that if you ran away, you're kind of a wimp and letting other people die. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I wonder about that stuff. I, I really do want training like that because part of me would be like, I need to wear my coworkers or, you know I mean? Like, is it every person for themselves or right. uh, what's the, what's the expected protocol? I don't know. The, the other issue that I have, and I saw this on like Reddit the other day, <clears throat> you know, front page of red it's all just headlines or whatever i turned on one it showed like a helicopter crashing i was like people died in that yeah there's no way the people did not die there's a lot of death on the front page of red. and there's some stuff where it's like de- and then one to death and i was like who is clicking yeah. on this stuff like why would you post this yeah 
who wants to see a video of like, watch this person die? Like when we were kids, you had to go out and rent faces of death and pretty much become an active player in a horror movie. Yeah. Like if anyone had the a copy of Faces of Death, you were literally for that moment in a <laughs> ring movie. Like right. the ring was active, it was happening, and you could get yeah. sucked into it. Yeah. And uh and that was the feeling. And now I just feel like it's so cheap. It's like I did a whole thing on Facebook because I was frustrated because somebody showed a video of like a guy who fell into a tiger pit. Mm-hmm. And I just I zoom and I just randomly was like it, it was an autoplay. Mm-hmm. So it just I was like, oh, so what I mean, does he like ride the tiger? Mm-hmm. He gets eaten. Yeah, he gets mauled to death. He There's, gets mauled. Yeah. You see it grab <laughs> grab him by its head. Oh really? His head. And you see it like pull him away yeah. to get eaten. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh so what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah on this wonderful Wednesday. issues that we can talk about or did you not really see a problem with the article um we'll get there okay. I, yeah i guess i mean i guess that's some of my questions so the voyeur's motel is a story it's a a piece published in the new york yeah in the new yorker it came out last week t- or this week today's the 14th so it came out on monday yeah, Monday or the week before. Um, you told me about it. I read it on my Kindle uh, because I saw how Whoop-dee-doo. long it was. I saw how long it was, so uh-huh. I was just like, send this to my Kindle. And I read it on there, and I really liked it a lot. Um, Wait, you, you liked the article or you liked reading on your Kindle? Both. This is how I'm going to read all articles This is articles like an advertisement for yes. Kindle. This is, <laughs> right. oh, this is, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Uh, Amazon, are you listening? Right. <laughs> um. So it's this. So it was an article written by uh, Gay Talese. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, you're not supposed to say it like that, though. How are you supposed to say you're it? You're supposed to say it like he is a paragon of the journalistic community. Uh-huh. And you're not supposed to be like <laughs> Talese. Yeah, you're supposed to be like it's written by. <laughs> I've Gay never Talese. heard of him before. Right. It's kind of like, have you heard of the Rolling Stones? Right. I mean, come on, the Rolling what? Stones and Gay Talese. Yeah, sure. How many? Okay. How many things written by Gay Talese can you name? Thy neighbor's wife. I read that in a... Um, it, you read that in, in the class. Voyeur's Motel? No, oh, no, no. Oh, you no, read no. the in actual a, book? It, it, yeah, well, we, we read a large excerpt in a class. Oh, okay. So... Okay. What else? Um, that... Because I can name at least 10 Rolling Stones albums. Right. He hasn't written right. as many books as then he's, all right, Rolling Stones Then I don't need to be giving have, his... Uh, then I can say, Gay Talese? Yeah, if you want to come off sounding like okay. a redheaded <laughs> redneck. So the Voyeur's Motel is about, he, he wrote that book, Thy Neighbor's Wife, which I guess is is about infidelity. Mm. Um, kind of like, it's it's kind of an, it's, it, it branches out into like the whole sex kind of free love community and group 
love and sex yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So he writes that book and then he starts um, getting some correspondence from this motel owner in Colorado who says he's a voyeur. He owns a, hotel, a motel that he uses for peeping on people. And like he wants to, I, I, he wants to like exactly. Yeah, he wants I, to I, what? I he wants yeah. He wants to what? Well, well, the thing they want to do is he wants to get his his he wants to be research out right. there. He wants to be recognized yeah. for what he's done. <clears throat> so I wanted to read the opening paragraph for the story. I know a married man and a father of two who bought a twenty-one room motel near Denver many years ago in order to become its resident voyeur. With the assistance of his wife, he cut rectangular holes measuring 6 by 14 inches in the ceilings of more than a dozen rooms. Then he covered the openings with louvered aluminum screens that looked like ventilation grills, but were actually observation vents that allowed him, while he knelt in the attic, to see his guests in the rooms below. At which point I made a note, um, and I just wanted to say, this may be a little controversial, I know this is only the opening paragraph, but after hearing that, I'm kind of rooting for the guy. <laughs> I kind of like the guy a little bit. Like, if he's going to be a peeper, he's going to like, and this is also in the 60s, so it's already old school, right? But he's going to like old school peep, right? He's not going to like put cameras somewhere and then just from the privacy, right, he's from the safety of his locked office door, he's getting right. down in the cobwebs and the dust and he's peeping old school Mm -hmm. he watched them for decades while keeping an exhaustive written record of what he saw and heard never once during all those years was he caught so that's what this story is about it's about that guy he reaches out to gay says blah 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 come to my motel and check out my operation right to which he does. Yeah. Um, and I've also, since I did talk up the Kindle so much, I will say I read this and I took my notes on the Kindle. Mm, yeah, tell us about that notes app. Typing on the Kindle may be one of the worst, most infuriating oh, well, experiences I've ever there had. There goes our endorsement. Um, so. Misspellings galore. So if it takes me a while to read some of these, it's mm-hmm. because... Almost all of the words are misspelled. <laughs> There's a lot of J's. Just a lot of things that shouldn't be there. Um, so I guess, the, so you presented it to me as, did you read this story in the New Yorker? It's, there's a lot of controversy behind it. Mm-hmm. And I think the controversy is pretty obvious in that a guy is doing something illegal. A reporter is researching it more or less. How much of a role, how much of a role, how much, how compliant is the reporter? What is his responsibility to turn this guy in? What is his responsibility to? He, he also participates. Yes. At, at, at one point, yes. Um, he goes, uh, he goes up into the attic and, and peeps, right? Um, one thing that I made note of. That the um the peeper's name is Gerald Foos. He says in his notes because he also is keeping a detailed journal. He says uh, compiled interesting statistics on each, i.e., what was done, what was said, their individual characteristics, 
age and body type, part of the country from where they came and their sexual behavior mm-hmm. was all things that he um, documented. You piece of junk. Amazon Kindle. Yeah, how's that Kindle working out right now? The other thing is, like, I want to be able to look at my notes. I guess this is where I, 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 oh, so, so the reason I highlighted that is because I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like it's, isn't that somewhat understandable? Like, doesn't everybody want to know how everyone else acts when they think they're not being watched? But not to that extent. Not to, I mean, yeah. not to the ex- well, I, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, not to the extent you're going to actually peep on somebody, right? But it's. A, I feel like it's a relatable curiosity. No, of course it's it's relatable, but but not to that. It's like, you know, eating and gluttony. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like yeah, I I like to eat, and I could get that. I can get down with eating fatty foods, but I'm not gonna go until I barf. Sure. And I'm not going to lie about it, about my reasons. Like Gerald Foos, you know, he keeps comparing himself to like Kinsey and, you know, Masters and like all these sex kind of researchers. Yeah, he, he definitely has delusions of, of grandeur. Yeah. Look, the guy is definitely a creep and something was wrong with him. Right. Right. Like, like well, well, not was. He's still alive. There's something that oh, is. is yeah. So, so something wrong is with wrong with him. Yes. Definitely has issues. Um, but I think so to me, the controversy and the, the most intriguing question seems to be is what he did. I mean, I, it's obviously wrong, but like mm-hmm. how wrong is it? A 10 out of 10. What do you mean? How wrong is it? Okay. So I, to me, the question is, <laughs> it's, is how can <laughs> I do that? It's, but it's kind get- of like it, 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 the question to me is, is if a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound, right? Yeah. Like what he did was sound. wrong. The tree fell. Uh-huh. But like if it wasn't for this. Are you against government surveillance? Of course. Okay. Do, do you know what they do with all your data that they collect? Is all that accounted for? Do we know what, what, how it impacts us? No. Right. Is it still wrong? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I wouldn't say it was wrong, and I'm I wouldn't say it's not wrong, and I'm okay. not saying what he did is not wrong. Okay, but I'm just I just, I'm just saying I just want to make the point that if this story had never come out, if at least what his notes are to be believed that nobody caught him and he'd never been suspected, that nobody in that building would have ever known otherwise. You're you're leaving out one. One aspect, you're leaving out a few aspects of the story, but one of the big ones that people take issue with is the murder that Gerald Foos witnessed. The murder's so, not real. Okay, look, that's that's you kind of like, I understand it's probably not real, but if it is, which we, can't, we cannot disprove 100%, if it is real, then somebody was impacted by his, voy- his voying. And what he did, he didn't just peep in on people he would go and if he saw illegal drugs he'd like flush them down the toilet and stuff which is the reason why uh, allegedly this one lady was strangled to death because her drug dealer thought that she 
got rid of the drugs or used the drugs, and he strangles her. And Foos watches it. And Foos said after the initial strangling, he saw her kind of moving, and he thought, uh, she'll be okay. And in the morning, she was actually dead. Right. So his lack of intervention and his withholding of what he saw and the, the, the man apparently was never caught um, resulted and his interference resulted in the death of a woman. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that like his in, like not innocent, but benign peeping had no effect on these people. It absolutely did. The, the murder is not real, first of all. You can't prove it. You weren't there. Yeah, you know why nobody can prove it? You know why the guy was never caught? Because it never happened. You can't and prove and it. even at the end of the thing, he goes on to say, I contacted police about this, and they have no record yes, of it. Yes, but then he also says that the police say that's very common that her file could have gotten lost because she's a Jane Doe. They had no... Uh, um, like leads on her identity and it could just fall through the cracks. Sure. Sure. But, okay. But the, the guy is obviously delusional. He is. He's obviously just wants attention and recognition. And the further and further you get into the story, the more you start to see how his observations, quote unquote, start sort of spiraling out and they become a lot more dramatic and they become a lot more, uh, melodramatic and, and and yeah, and it just becomes, uh, it just becomes f- f- fake. It, it it's all a Listen, s- self, and he, and he starts putting himself in the in the place of of hero. Like he starts to somehow justify this twisted thing that he's doing as actual work. You know what I'm saying? Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. But I mean, here's the thing: from from the beginning, it was as twisted as it gets in the end. And you see that when Talise comes to stay his motel. And what does he do? What does he say right off the bat? He says, Oh, I'll put you in one of the rooms where I don't have any peeping, uh, like privileges. Why would he do that? If what he's doing is so honorable, why would he make it a point to be like, oh, by the way, sir, mm-hmm. I'm not going to peep on you. And why would Gates at least allow that? I'd be like, if he's I would a not real journalist. within 500 yards of that motel. Right. Well, well <laughs> he did. And then the other thing, too, is he would exclude, and the article goes out to say it, right. those who he found unattractive and elderly. Families are elderly, which, yes, was something I made a note of. I mean, I mean yeah, it, it, all of it is... And He's a pervert trying so he, to get exactly, off. Exactly. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. All of that stuff is just an, an excuse. <laughs> all he wants to do is watch people have sex. That's all he's doing. That's it. Um, but I did want to ask you. So with, with this, something that's interesting to me is there's always this sort of ethical, journalistic argument of when you're journaling something or you're documenting something, you don't interfere at all. You're just there as an observer. You, you're basically not there, right? Thinking of scenarios of like documenting the homeless or drug abusers or drug dealers. You're just documenting. You're not involving yourself in any way, right? Um, and I also think about, uh, I can't remember who I was listening to. 
it was probably Mark Marin. But I get the same feeling from all comedians. This sense of because I'm a comedian, I basically have to do anything that comes my way because it could be great material, mm-hmm. right? And and so I was wondering if you are gay Talise, if you have this great story, do you go upstairs into the attic with this guy? No. Because how involved do you get? You are you are then on the spectrum of Man Bites Dog. Did you watch that movie? Mm-hmm. And Man Bites Dog is a film made in the 80s, I think, and it follows a documentary crew who get a serial killer to allow them to film him as he wanders around one night. Right. And they witness him murder people, sexually assault people. Yeah. And by the end, they are implicated in his crimes. There's no way for them not to be. And that to me is exactly it. And Gay Talese represents this movement of like new journalism that vice is kind of the modern outworking on. And it just, it reminds me of the inane conversations that you and I would have in college Uh with some of our friends. And the argument went something like this. You can't talk to me about drugs because you never used them. (laughs) You've never been addicted to something. So you can't tell me about addiction, man. All right. So I'm going to shoot up so I can find out about addiction and then I'll make up my own mind. You know, and and it's this idea that you can't know anything until you've done it, which is stupid. It's it's so basic and stupid uh-huh. of an argument to have. I don't totally agree with that. I think there are some things like <laughs> I think of um, David Gordon Green okay. making that movie about uh, kids dying. What's it called? George Washington? Snow something? Oh, Snow Angels? Snow Angels. And David Gordon Green, a guy who's not a father, I just didn't it just didn't reg it just didn't register with me the movie. No, no, I'm 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 with you. And I think I think that there are some But that argument is you don't really understand what it's like to be a parent or have this connection. So you can't really So you're not fully capable of exploring this in a movie yeah that, that's a straw man argument because there are a million other examples where that is the case or sure, where, where people write but that's why i'm saying i don't totally agree i, I don't no. think you can write it off one way or the other no no i think you can write it off in certain situations one way or another i think the conversation that we're having on on this right with this article you can absolutely write it off there, there is a certain level if we're talking about profession uh-huh yeah, I can't be a surgeon because I've watched a lot of surgeries. You know, like I need to experience that, learn about it. Sure, but that's a cut open a cadaver. Right, that's a skill and a knowledge exactly. you that, develop. That, that's what I'm saying. That that there are levels you can take. But where we're having this argument, you can kick that argument right out. Like that is the dumbest argument to have right now. Like if you look at the Vice kind of like roster, I just imagine it's like, uh, who we have writing right now? Well, we got um. You know, Bill, who's uh, dropping acid and going to uh, the puppy bowl, mm-hmm. and he's going to report back on you know mm-hmm. what that's like. And uh, we got Julie; she's doing methamphetamines and watching twenty-four hour news cycles on Trump, and she's going to report. Back. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. what are we do? Like these people have to like 
just get down or or it's just like yeah we got somebody who's like fighting with the resistance down in this african country it's mm-hmm. like, what why you don't need to be act- actively doing those things to be reporting on it you know so i mean if this is the other issue with gay talise and and I will say on that previous point, I think it's inter- it's an interesting conversation to have that now with our access, I feel like we are trying to get people more and more like get in there and get like Cartel Land is a documentary that, that, that I watched. And the big thing about Cartel Land is like there's a shootout on there. Like these guys were trapped in the middle of a shootout. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be like, okay, that's like sensational. But I mean, for these guys to die for this documentary is stupid, you know, for for them to die because they wanted ultimate access to a cartel. Yeah, it's it just like write about the cartel, sir. Mm-hmm. Get get people who were in the cartel to report back to you. You don't need to embed and then be like, I almost got shot in my head. Mm-hmm. And and how does that enhance your story? So with Gay Talese. He starts off saying, I was never going to write about him because he has to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just trying to satisfy my curiosity. Mm-hmm. I think that's bull crap. I think he was always going to write you in some way Talese about this. You think Gay is a peeper too? Well, no, I think he was always going to write about him, mm-hmm. you know? But I think what he's trying to say is, in the beginning, I was satisfying a curiosity and then it shifted into journalism. Mm-hmm. That's bull. I think that Gay Talese basically was like, Hey, you want to go peep on people having sex? And he's like, let's do it. And then I'll find a weak justification afterwards. But really, I just want to watch people having sex. You doubt the murder. I doubt almost everything that Gay Tilly says in the beginning. Really? How he is just this like passive. I just had curiosity. I was just stopping in on the way to somewhere else. And I thought I'd go check out what this Gerald Foos guy was. And then I just wanted to see one couple in my tie who accidentally went through the grate and then he had to pull out and he got upset at me and then we left. I, I have a feeling that he lived it up. That if he was willing to go up there for one minute, he was going to go up there for four hours. Like he was going mm-hmm. to make it worth his while. He did not go all the way to Denver with this creep to go watch one random cup of oral sex and then go on his merry way without any thought in his mind about, you know, how, what's the impact of what I just did? And am I going to write about this? I didn't get that feeling at all. That's such, and and yet you're the one calling me out on the, on the, on the murder murder. because the murder is, it's, it's total fantasy. It's so obviously fantasy. That that, that gay Talisa's, first half of the article is not fantasy in the way that he's putting himself in there no as it's kind of just like because to me if i was a writer and someone and, and someone sent me random correspondence saying this thing i would be intrigued to check it out for material's sake and you would go up there now that's now that's where i differ i would not i would this is what i would want i would want some sort of like confirmation that this thing was real. So I would not go up there to peep on people, I, you, but I would I be like, I literally shivered. Wait, I literally, <laughs> I would be like, yeah, I want to like, like take me to an empty room so I can see that you're actually doing this. Right. You wouldn't want to do that. Look, why would you write about Here's the other thing. 
for because any, this is an interesting story. It's an interesting story that means what? There, there's a creeper in a hotel. Well, what does any story peeping, mean? Peeping on the people. Was any, like, if you embed yourself in Iraq, you're going to come out with a, with a good story that means something. You know? If you embed yourself with a pervert in Colorado, you're going to come out with the story of a pervert in Colorado. Which is an interesting story. Yeah, it's an interesting story. But are you going to sit on it for decades then? And you're okay with random people being peeped on by this creeper that... Who knows what well, his intentions are? That's the other part of the controversy is is the uh, again the another thing that feels totally flimsy to me is the I signed a contract saying I'm not allowed to say anything right that seems like I don't even know the legalities well, of yeah, that yeah. if he's doing something illegal right here's the thing Gerald Foos are you telling me that what he passed that document through three lawyers to make sure that everything was ship shop I, I, I have a feeling if anything happened, it was written on a napkin and gay till he's put an X down at the uh at See, the bottom of the napkin. Not, um I did not get the uh I did not get that feeling about food about uh Talise that you that you've gotten from the article. That he's a total scam. Yeah, are you kidding me? I don't get that at all. How could you how could you not in the way that you have a sordid man and then you have Gay Talese who's putting himself around the orbit of this man, who's close enough to be implicated in some of the things that he does, but only only on the surface. He he only does enough and in a way that's like comical and light and oh here's a guy who didn't even think to take his tie off before peeping on these people. And almost blew the whole operation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that is such a neat and tidy way to get him out of the situation they put himself in and to keep his orbit around this creeper without ever implicating himself. And well, I, he does implicate himself. He goes into the attic and spies on yeah, people. Yeah, but again, it's on this way that, like, balances this kind of, like, and then my tie went through, and I, and he got upset at me. The, the, the tie thing is ridiculous. And the, yeah, it's and a little I, slapsticky. Yeah, exactly. But he's still implicating himself just no, as much as the other guy. If you can't tell me that that does not feel constructed, right? It absolutely if, feels constructed. Okay, so then why would he construct it? This is what I'm saying. Why would he construct it? To conceal something, right? There's something that he's trying to conceal by constructing this way out of what he was doing. Why? Because he's afraid of further implication in this activity. He is okay to go up to a point because that gives the veneer of like transparency. But he's covering up a whole lot of other stuff. It's like, the, it's like that's somebody... That's an assumption you're making that there's a whole lot of... According to this, is, the only interactions he has with Foos is the one time he goes to, exactly, to the motel. After that, it's just him sending his... Book that he's written over the years. You you are circumstantially putting together that the murder did not happen based on the same principles that I'm approaching this and saying you can see again. I, I I'm going to stick with this analogy that there is a planet of a pervert, a pervert planet pervert, uh-huh. right? Population Gerald Foos. In comes Gay Talese, mm-hmm. who gets sucked into his orbit. Right. Mm-hmm. And now the question is, how can I balance my relationship to this pervert in a way that creates enough distance where they can, people can still look down on him, 
but not me fully, but where I can I can get my hands messy and mucky and be like, yeah, I did some stuff, not not total stuff. So it's like somebody being like concealing something in their right hand by lifting up their left hand and being like, see, I got nothing here. But, but that that's all just as I'm circumstantially rejecting the murder plot. You are also making these assumptions that that is what his intention. You're assuming what his intent is. Yeah, but but it's just as circumstantial as me dismissing the murder charges. But but you can't discredit what I'm saying in the same way that you don't want me to discredit what you're saying, right? Okay, sure. I have no problem with that. Okay, so just keep that in mind as as you read through the article. And I think if you do, then the seediness and the sordidness of this approach to journalism comes out in full like full bloom you know it's it becomes repugnant what what he did from your kind of like oh yeah let's just accept how he positions himself then there's a lot of gray area and would you do but you know still peeping on the guys wrong and not if not taking the murder seriously from the get-go was wrong of of gay talise as well say that again not taking the murder seriously from the get-go is wrong of him as well is wrong of the motel get, of, manager. Of, of okay. Well, that that's the other thing I, I wrote. I, no, no, no. Of, of Gay Talese. Right. That's the other thing I wrote. I don't know because it's a shorter story. Something and one of the reasons why I questioned the murder to begin with, and it, it it and it gets answered somewhat at by the end of the story is I don't we don't know what gay Talese is doing during all of this. All we know is that he's getting these letters. So when he gets this uh, observation that a murder has happened, it, it, you don't know if you don't know what gay Talese does with it at all. You don't know if he just sits on it. You don't know if he takes it to the police. You don't know if he's searched for newspaper articles on a, on the murder of a young girl at a motel, right? You don't you don't know if he's done any of that stuff. And at the end, he says in a conversation with Foos that he's gone to the police and they have no record of this happening. Decades later. But yeah, but I don't know. Well, I don't know if that was decades later. He says when he decided to write on it, he then went back and okay. looked into all this stuff. Sure. And he didn't decide to write until like 2012. Sure. And I don't know. And, and part of the when, reason when he was released is, from his contract is I don't know if, if he's, I don't know if part of the editorial process of the New Yorker is to say, okay, this guy has written about a murder in this story, so Let's we're go going to do our best to investigate it and, and at least fact check it somewhat. I don't know if there's like an editor's note that's like, or if you <laughs> write a letter to the New Yorker editors and they're like, yeah, we looked into this stuff. Like, I, I just don't know. <laughs> right. So that's, I guess, a, a problem with the format, maybe. I'm not really sure. It just is not explained that much. Which is one of the reasons why it seems so flimsy to me. Okay, here's, here's to, to wrap up our earlier conversation. In writing, an, I, I will give you this. Let's say I wanted to write an article about this weirdo, okay? Gay Talese commits three acts that I think basically undercut any article that he could write and I think are morally questionable, if not outright immoral acts number one he spies on the couple and i'm just gonna lay these three out i want to know how many you agree with Mm -hmm. all right these are the three main issues they have they're all wrong i tell you right now they're all wrong 
Uh, Nothing he does you, is right. You don't know about the other two. I don't care. They're all wrong. Everything this guy Foos does is wrong. No, I'm not, not saying any of it's right. Gay Talese. Oh, Gay Talese. Okay. Yes. He spies on the couple. He spies okay. on the wrong. Uh, he spies on the couple. Wrong. Number two. Wrong, but I will say, I will say. You're, you're creeping me out. <laughs> I will say, I, it, I would be curious to know. Now, yeah. I wouldn't be curious to peep on people. Yeah. I would be curious to know if this guy's actually doing it. Listen, are you curious to be a rubbernecker at a at a horrible Who crash? isn't? Exactly. Who isn't? All right, that's all I'm saying. No, but does it make it right then to rubberneck? I'm not saying it's right. I'm okay. not saying any of it is right. But, all I'm saying is I can relate to it. Uh, no, it, but I don't know what you're saying. Relate, yes, but no, I don't think it's I a can point. relate to the curiosity. Okay, but it's not a point worth making. It's just like basically what you're saying is, are you human? Yes. And then what I'm saying is, we baseline, yes, everyone would be curious to an extent. Now, how far you go into that and act about, or how much you acknowledge it, it doesn't, it, what are you talking? Yeah, everyone's curious. Do you rubberneck though? No, I don't. I force myself. To, I, I sometimes have to force myself. Sure. To stay focused ahead and keep driving because I'm, I'm not going to be like, Sure. Ooh, did I see blood on that window or was but it just it, a glare? But that's glare? what the whole story is about. So, so here's the other thing. Second thing. He did not report the murder when he read it and he did not take it. He claims to have taken it seriously, but his argumentation is basically, what could I have done? The girl mm. was dead, right? It's a weak excuse. Anytime that he's, if, if Foos made the claim to a murder, this confidentiality agreement is off the table. <clears throat> and that's, so anyway, that's number two. Number three is, as soon as he verified Fuse's story, he did not expose him for being a voyeur in this motel. Signed a contract, bro. Can't break mm-hmm. that contract. What about those three? I mean, what about any? I don't agree with the contract thing is, like I said, I, I don't I wouldn't have signed the contract in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, the whole contract thing seems like a, a fabrication to w- me. Just you, like a lot of this stuff. Does. Once you verified the rooms existed the way that Fu said, would you then turn him in? Yeah, I probably would have okay. turned him in and written a story about it. Exactly. Right. That's a story worth writing, not sitting on it for 20 years. And then writing this kind of half-remembered, made-up where, like, Foos is making stuff up. I feel like Gay Talese is making it up. Even from the, from the sense that he says he did not intend to write about this guy for, like, 20 years. He just said, like, oh, I got pulled in by the papers, by the manuscript, and stuff like that. Right. Here's a, a passage I highlighted that, that started to make me question... Foos in general and what he was writing down. Uh, he's talking about Gay Talese is writing about. Uh, so Foos is he's 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 kept a journal or he's he's writing a book or he's doing both, right? And he sent them to he's sending the pages sort of in chunks to Gay Talese. So Gay Talese writes, the entries become increasingly portentous and Foos starts to invest the omniscient voyeur character with godlike qualities. He appears to be losing his grip on reality, but only once while I don't understand why at 10 o'clock at night they're flying jets over my house. It's Is been that going jet? on for like the past hour. I, I feel like that's a helicopter hovering 10 feet above your roof. <laughs> 
But see, this is exactly the problem. You you tell me, yes, we all have these curiosities. Yes, we're human. But then you also characterize me as a criminal. Right? What? So how am I supposed to know? Huh? You're implying that helicopters flying over my house? Yeah. Looking for me? Yeah, sure. Okay. You're speaking out of both sides of your mouth here. I have no idea what point you just made. But only once while posting the attic did he actually speak through a vent to a person below. Do you remember this? Yeah, where he <laughs> yells, son <laughs> of a <laughs> don't bitch at yeah. a guy. He was looking down on room six where he saw a guest eating Kentucky Fried Chicken while sitting on the bed. Instead of using paper napkins, the man cleaned his hands on the bed sheets. He then wiped the grease off his beard and mouth with the bedspread. Without realizing what he was doing, Fu shouted, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's just it's like, this is not real. Right. right? Like, this, like, he's trying to write a Laurel Hardy sketch, right. basically. And th- that's like, the murder to me, fall, at, a, at a certain point, you realize, like, this is all, I, you know what I think it was? I think he got up there, he did this thing, and it turned out people are boring. These things are boring. Nothing really out of the ordinary happens. So I'm going to start making stuff up, right? This, it, a lot of it seems like pure fantasy. Sure, which again undercuts the the, the reason of writing a article at all. Because because I mean, you're, you're not no, diagnosing this guy. No, because you're writing about this guy who's a weirdo. Yeah, but but you're not diagnosing him. You can't verify anything. You don't know what's made up, what's not. You only have these fantastical stories. You're basically giving time and attention to I I you know we talked about active shooters. It's kind of like this idea where with I can't even say sadly that it was the last active shooter, but do you remember what happened with the um couple that went back and shot up um the the husband's workplace, the environmental health worker? And do you remember some um reporters pushed their way into their house yeah. and started going mm-hmm. through their stuff. This is the level of journalism that Gay Talese is working on in this article. Is it a compelling story? Could they have stumbled upon a, a half-made pipe bomb in that you know, apartment and, and made that a compelling story? Yeah, they could have. But, I mean, they didn't. They didn't find anything like that. So then you just like end up rummaging through somebody's you know house and and with this you're rummaging through the mind and and the notes of a pervert of a twisted pervert you know and so what what great insight are you bringing to humanity or to the journalism profession or that you're bringing a sordid story that's all you're bringing you know mm. and and half of it's Probably fiction that you can't. So how can you call that journalism? You're 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 publishing the writings of a madman, and then putting flowery words in between it. Sure, I mean they published the Zodiac Killer's letters. Okay, <laughs> in in the context of yeah, of like a ongoing investigation and stuff. Like the, the, there's no investigation here. No one cares about Gerald Foos. He's committing crimes every single day that Gay Talese knows about, and he won't do it because he has some confidential confidentiality agreement. Um, it's it's just it's bogus. It's bogus, and it's 
it's embarrassing um, that he would write this thinking that it's some kind of worthwhile story. And to me, it represents all the bad impulses of new journalism today. Okay. I'm not that entrenched in journalism to pass any sort of judgment on it. I, I Like I said earlier, I, I never... I'm unclear as to the sort of defense or the explanations of not getting involved in situations where you should be getting involved, right, in the name of journalism, thinking of, like I said, drug cases or whatever, documentaries or whatever. If you found out that you stayed at a hotel and that hotel got closed after you left because there's a intricate peeping network set up, would how would you feel an intricate that? peeping network where all of my personal space is then being spread across the internet or no, an old no. guy in an attic an staring old at it? It gets found out that it's one old dude who's been doing it for 40 years and taking detailed notes on what he saw, and you realize that you probably could have been one of those couples. How do you feel? How do I feel? I mean, it's impossible. For me to say how I would feel without having actually experienced that, which Justin, is, there's a, I think speaks to what we were talking about earlier a little bit. There's an intricate peeping network in this house, and I have built it. This is and what I, I have this peeped is, on you. This is what I would say. F- from my standpoint, from from my sp- standpoint here, mm-hmm. reading that story, mm-hmm. from the experiences I've had in life. If someone came to me and said, hey, you know that Motel 6 you stayed at 10 years ago when you were driving to Arizona? Um, there was an old guy in the attic staring at you when you slept or whatever. I would probably be creeped out, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't like, I guess it, I feel like it wouldn't like affect how I live my life. What about your family? What if your family were there? I mean, what, what, I, I, what if what if stuff is not that interesting to me? I have a hard time with what if stuff. If some guy was in the attic, if 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 some guy was in the attic staring at my kids, yeah, I would be upset. What about your wife? I would be upset based on her reaction, I guess. <laughs> oh my I mean she's a she's an adult. Like I would let her handle that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm I, saying though? Like I, I would like love... I, like I'm I'm worried about my kids because no, my kids I, are defenseless, sort of like I wanna I kids. wanna see I wanna see a scene of you guys <laughs> in a hotel and you know, you're doing your thing, maybe you're both out of the shower, and all of a sudden, um Julia's like I think someone's peeping in our window and you just turn her and you go, yeah, then I would go check no, it no, out. No, no, no. And then you turn her and you go, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, are, are you, does that really upset you? <laughs> oh, it does. Okay. I'll go make him. I'll go ask him politely yeah. to please find but another that's window. What I'm sa- that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. In that moment. Yes. I would check it out. I would do something about it in that moment. 10 years later, it's kind of like, would I be upset? I'd kind of be like, oh, I've made it this far. And it had no effect on my life, so I kind of don't mm-hmm. care. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, 
there's no lasting repercussions. You didn't record me and put it on the internet. That that brings me back to to my issues. I I just want to be like, if Gerald Foos had just said, advertise his motel as the Voyeurs Motel, and literally <laughs> was just like, hey, I'm gonna, I might peep on you. Uh-huh. I think people would still use his motel, and sure. I think I think they would have been just fine. But that also com- combats his stated reason for doing it, which was to watch humans when they didn't know they were being watched I think, for I think, his experiment, for his uh, research. Right, which, which can we just say how many times that he admits to just basically like masturbating while sure, but like it's I love these like listen I'm I'm really do I'm doing great sex work up there <laughs> once I finish <laughs> once yeah. I'm done right with myself. And then his wife. Mm-hmm. Both his wives. Both, both his complicit. wives. What mm-hmm. creeps. I thought it was a really interesting story. I definitely did not get the reading you got from it for whatever reason. Here's, but I also have not read. You said there was a lot of controversy around it. I haven't read any of that. I only read the story. I read it at work today. And then I took my notes as I was reading it. We, we talked about the, um, about the movie Co- what's it called again not coherence um but about the fast food work compliance worker. compliance you how'd you feel about it um i don't really remember I, the first word i think of is exhausting it was okay. kind of exhausting to watch the, the, so the basic premise is it's a retelling of a true story of a fast food worker who um gets called into her supervisor's office and based on a phone call from a man pretending to be a police officer is strip searched for drugs and mm-hmm. things. And her supervisors comply way beyond the point when they, when they should with this guy, again, claiming to be a police officer while not showing any credentials or mm-hmm. anything. Well, like he was that. on the phone. He, you know, on the phone. Yeah. But yeah. there's no one there. He was right. like, my partner's come into um, my, I, I found that film Totally distasteful for the single reason that it's based on a true story and you have the opportunity to do a documentary mm-hmm. of it. But instead, you decide to do a fictional telling of that story. So they're filling in like what he's saying on the conversation. I don't know if that's what's being said in the conversation. This is one writer's interpretation of the compliance that the supervisors are giving this caller, mm-hmm. right? So by by filling in these gaps with your imagination, you're completely stripping it of the power that it has to show these people being compliant to the orders of an authority figure. With Gay Talese, by not being able to verify and by keeping this all in, in the activities of decades past, he is washing his hands of any need to ground what he's writing in any sort of reality. And he can say, how can I? It's from the 60s and 70s. I can't go back and verify. The, I can't even verify a murder, mm-hmm. you know? Then what are you writing about? You know, what, what are you revealing? You, you've, you've basically just write a fiction story then about this guy. Sure. Right? A fiction story is going to give me as much insight and be as interesting as this real life story without actually elevating Gerald Foos and he got money from this book and all this other stuff, which is brought up in this Slate article. 
calling out the ethical issues of this. Oh, right, because he's releasing a book about all this. He's releasing a book. Year. He's mm-hmm. using a lot of the writing to Gerald Foos. So you have to pay Gerald Foos because it's copyrighted material because it's his material. And so Gerald Foos is getting paid for this thing. You know, it's like, how can I set up a vast voyeur network for decades and then make money off of it and be okay and have everyone be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. He didn't kill anybody. Or did he? Yeah, I, I, I haven't I haven't thought about it that much, I guess. Like I said, I just read it. I'm not necessarily incensed by any of the stuff you just said, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who like, you know, I've seen you get more worked up about government <laughs> spying and revenge porn where, you know, these people are sending stuff that they think is in secret that then it's getting, that then it's getting reposted. Mm-hmm. That I don't see how you can't put Gay Talese in the same ring as those people and those entities. I mean, he's doing the same thing. Gay Talese's? Yes. I don't agree with that. He's he's perpetuating the crimes of another person that's, that ha- clearly has issues, that's fantastical, that's making things up. But really did do set up these rooms and really did sure. spy on these people and really did like there's little things like he went in and checked on their bra size when people weren't in there. <laughs> he went in and flushed drugs. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you're laughing. But I mean, he says they never got caught, mm-hmm. but we don't have a sense of this man. He seems like a weird pervert, but we can't trust anything out of his mouth. So, I mean, we're giving him the benefit of the doubt towards the positives. Oh, he's just a creepy old man in an attic. We don't know what he did no, no, in his no, darkest moments. I'm not doing that. Yeah, you are I'm not giving him any of the positives. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just not as worked up about it as you are. That doesn't mean I'm 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 writing him off and being like, just let him live his life as a lonely old man. You're, you're disagreeing, though, that he's in the same... same. I don't think he's the same as that kid who was uh, sharing people's uh, private uh, n- nude pictures on the internet to everyone. No, I don't think he's the same as that guy. He's in the same. He's playing the same game as those people. He's in a different position, but he's on the same field as them. Sure. Yeah. So he's in the same conversation. I'm just saying. I've seen you get more worked up about what the right fielder is doing, and Gatesley's is just the left fielder doing the same thing. And it's like, no, Gibbs hit him too. They're both doing the same thing out there. Yeah, I mean, just isn't different there, parts of the park. Isn't there also a law? Like, you can't put an old guy in jail because he won't survive? That's an arrested development law. No, it's not. Yeah, you just... No, it's not. There's a law where it's like, this person is so old and decrepit that he can't... He would die in prison, so we can't put him in prison. I'm telling you, that is a real law. Leaning in and saying, you can't arrest a husband (laughs) and a wife for the same crime. The man the, the man can be brought up on something. Can he go to jail? I don't know. But he can he can be brought up on charges sure, I have, of something. Sure, great. I have no problems with that whatsoever. So I hope you get plenty more of these articles that you don't find at <laughs> well, all distasteful. You're the one that sent it to me. So and uh and just, you know, really speak to that dark side of you that yeah, we all have, but it's not that that's not a, an exciting kind of epiphany to be like we, we're all like this. Yeah, we are all like this. 
But that doesn't mean we need to give rise and voice to the worst aspects of those tendencies. But I mean, I think that's where we disagree, where you view this story as trumpeting that. And I just view it as an exploration, I guess, as just kind of like an acknowledgement. Oh, my gosh. It's the weakest exploration of that. Possible. OK, sure. But it still is. I mean, it's a it's an hour long New Yorker article. What do you want? You know what? You're the you're the one who will come <laughs> out of 10 Cloverfield Lane or some other movie and be like, oh, man, I got a lot to say about John Goodman, who just drove me crazy. I didn't know if he was good or bad and blah, blah, blah. Then we bring up this article that really brings up real moral, ethical issues. And you're like, I'm shrugging like, no, no, I don't care. Because like, they're because they're real issues, but they're so cut and dry. There's not much to talk about. Like it's they're, they're wrong. Not, what he's doing is wrong. What the problem is, you're you're making all of these assumptions about what Talise has done, and I'm not willing to make those assumptions. I don't know enough about him. I don't know all. Literally, the only thing I know about Gay Talise and this story is the story itself. I have no background on Gay Talise. I have no background on. Gerald Foos. I have no background on the validity of New Yorker stories. All I have is this piece that was presented to me by you, written by Gay Talese. In, I didn't read the the screaming slate article that they write about everything. I, I, didn't, I didn't read even, any of the other criticisms that anybody wrote about. Yeah, it. I didn't even reference the slate. The slate article You've mentioned slate a bunch of times. No, no, no. I didn't even. I'm saying that I read and had my own <laughs> issues, and then read the slate article as just like a side piece. I didn't even read the whole thing. I spot checked it, and basically, he, I don't think he goes far enough in 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 his arguments. I didn't really use any of his arguments. The only thing is. That I learned from that article that I feel like I need to attribute to the writer of that was the fact that Gerald Foos got paid for this book, which is, again, the cherry on top of the unethical uh, Sunday. Sure, that's ridiculous. Now, now, in closing, I will just say this. My only hope is that we I will look back at our archive <laughs> in the future and this episode will be gone because <laughs> you will have thought about it Something right. else will have come up, and then you're going to be like, oh, man, I, I came off as a real creeper in this episode, um, and I need to go back and and take that off. I need to delete that <laughs> from my personal history. This is, this is my only hope for this episode. Uh-huh. Well, that's not happening, so... Exactly, it's not and happening just now. Just remember whose house you're in right now. It, it will, ha- yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I want to check beyond all your mirrors. <laughs> all right, well, uh, you've been listening to everything's interesting. If uh, that wasn't enough for you, you can follow us on Twitter. The show is EI Podcast at EI Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Blizzard with nine Z's. I'm at Things Come Right. Um. Uh, look for Justin's uh, half-baked <laughs> investigation <laughs> into a local pervert I, into Virginia can I, Beach. As a, as a somewhat of a defense, what is something that I ever talk about that is not half-baked? When do I never not come across as half-baked? 90% of the stuff I talk about is a take that I've not really thought about that much, and I'm just throwing out there to see how people react. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. Maybe my Twitter should be Half-baked. Half-blizzed. <laughs> Half-blizzed. There you go. Keep your 90s. 
Um, we're going to keep doing these, I guess. We've still got a couple of things to talk about. We did finish the short drop, but I kind of feel like it's lost its urgency since it's been a couple weeks for me and probably like a month or more for you mm -hmm. since you finished reading it. And I would like to do another book episode. I would like to read a good book, though, if we can agree on that. Yeah, we'll have to find a book, though. But, uh, yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be back sometime soon. Yeah, next week, right? I mean, we're, we're, sure, we're yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll probably do more episodes like this, where it just is something we come across. Um, so yeah, we'll be, we're gonna, uh, return to doing a weekly format. Uh, Hardcore Henry, you can still catch that while it's in theaters. Yeah, I'm Justin. Not, I'm not, I'm not watching that. Like <laughs> I said, I'd rather just play a game for two hours, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, it. am I going to get anything from the movie more than that? You'll have to wait for my official review. All right. Well, we'll talk about that uh, next week.